Your style is unorthodox, but effective. It is not the art, but the combat that you enjoy. Man, you come right out of a comic book. You are now, now listening, listening to Black, to Black Comics, Comics Chat. Chat. Black, Black, Black Comics Chat. We are live on Black Comics Chat. Black Comics Chat. Black Comics Chat. We are live on Black Comics Chat. Black Comics Chat. Shannon, CG, Lauren, and Mel form the Nerds of Prey. A group of ladies bonded by comics, gaming, film, television, and fandom culture. Hang out with them bi-weekly as they dig into the very things that make them loud and proud nerds. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Also, check out their Patreon at patreon.com backslash nerds of prey. Hi, this is Anthony Rutgazer. I'm the writer of The First Hero and Heroes of Homeroom C, and you are listening to Black Comics Chat. Uh, one, two, one, two. Hey, hey, what's happening, people? Welcome to uh, the second uh, Luke Cage spoiler cast from Black Comics Chat. Uh, last episode, you know, we got into, into episode one, and this episode we are speaking all about episodes two, three, and four. So, yes, um, you know, this is Marcus Kwame, and as always, we got the, we got the team you know, my, minus Thelonious. Hopefully he will be back soon. Um, but yeah, first up, we got the International Lady of Mystery, the Carmen San Diego of the crew and always off her award tour. We got Grace. What's going on? What's going on? So I'm going to keep it short and sweet because I'm just ready to dive in. So it's a good day to, to talk about or a good uh, evening, day, night, whatever, to talk about Luke Cage. Yes. Yeah, should we expose that we're, this is Luke Cage Day? We're talking on Luke Cage Day, are oh, we? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, I know for us, Luke Cage Day came early this year. Exactly. That yeah. <laughs> was a little different. Yes, but... it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> but it is, you know, uh, it is. It's a happy Luke Cage Day from from the past, since people are going to be hearing this in the future. Exactly. And uh, and right there, you know, I'll switch up the order. Right there, uh, you you just heard the voice of, uh, you know, my brother from another mother, uh, comic book, comic book creating partner. We got Leo in the house. Yo, what's going on, people? I'm excited to get into the. Get into the real Luke Cage menu. We just had a little appetizer, you know. We like we wiped our hands on like the on like the heated cloth, you know, one of those heated, mm-hmm. heated things. And like now we're actually ready to eat, you know. So yeah, about to, about to dig in. And and next up we got the red lion of the crew, the undercover Sith Lord. We got my man Tony Snark in the house. What up, y'all? What up, y'all? Um, I'm very excited to, to get into this. Um, we, we're really about to hit the, the meat and potatoes of this, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm just ready to go. Hey, y'all got me hungry and all that. Okay. <laughs> I know. We got too many, know, right? too many food. <laughs> too many food references, food metaphors, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yo, yo I, I, I have a question to kick us off, and this is because I've, I just haven't done my homework today. Okay. Can someone remind me what Scarf did in season one? So... In season one, Scarf. I mean, he, the thing is, I think he had been doing stuff all along. Like he just had right, years right. of dirty, dirty stuff. But you're right. I feel like right. there, there was a key. There was a what key. Is, all right. So, oh, so and you know what it was? He, he was, he was trying to cut a deal with, um, with Cor- with Cornell for the guns. I that's, think. There was oh, something yeah. he was doing something like because he like, stole the guns for him from lockup. I think the guns were in yeah. evidence, and he then he he steal uh, the truck. Uh, I know that he was like kind of in the pocket, right. and that was a thing. But like, all right, I was trying to figure that out because you know what we're gonna get into is part of like Misty's whole conflict with Scarf is like this idea of Scarf having planted evidence. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. like his main, his main, uh, you know, like like deep seated uh, betrayal of justice. And yeah. I was like, nah, he had, he did some others. Like it was that wasn't the only thing that Scarf was Scarf no, was yeah, getting. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Like so, I think so. What I remember is I specifically remember like Cornell needed the guns back, and like the police had them, and mm-hmm. I think Scarf brought them to Cornell, but like he felt like like he hadn't gotten enough. 
dope for it, basically. And they kind of mm-hmm. had a standoff, and that was when he got shot. Got um, it. But but you're right. Like what we're about to get into in this episode, I think he just had a long running uh, kind of crooked evidence plant planting. That was my impression. It seemed like that, it was a. That's thing what here. I got too. I just like I was like I was like wait no because. I, I, I couldn't remember the details, but I'm like, he was a scumbag, right? Like, yeah, that was yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. It wasn't just like, oh, he got, he busted some criminals like by planning some shit. Like that wasn't what it was all about. Yeah. Um, all right. Which, yeah. which is also true to canon, because uh, comic book scarf, I think I remember also uh, being crooked as well. Yeah, sprink, sprinkling crack on people. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> sprinkling H back then, I guess. But yeah. yeah. All right. All right. All right, no Sorry to cut y'all off. All right, no, it's all good. It's I, I all good. I lit in my notes, and I was like, "Yo, do we remember what Scarf did?" Because I didn't remember what Scarf did. <laughs> right. No, we'll, we'll we'll loop back to that. We'll definitely definitely get into that. All right, bet. All right, so episode two. Um, the what what I had in my notes first was uh was Misty's return to policing. You know, um, hmm. episode one we kind of we 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 sat with Misty a little bit as she's was was kind of contemplating, but I'm I think what we said last episode she didn't really waste time, right? Like she kind of. Right, yeah. Did um did reconnect, but then I think this episode is where she really was doing police work a little bit more. So yeah, any any thoughts on Misty's uh on Misty in this episode? Just trying to get that 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 mojo back continuing, you know, like just trying to get back that sixth sense that she has. And so yeah. just like watching her, you know, work through that. And and how like it's not as easy as it once was, you know, like that vision that she had, you know, before is just kind of like trickling slowly coming back. Yeah, did, was it also established that like she sort of didn't have to be back? Right. Yeah. Like yes. she, she like she got kind of cut a check or is off on like an extended leave or something. Right. I don't think they articulate exactly what, but it's like you know she's because yeah her because her captain was like you know like you you should be like living the life right now like right. real good you know sitting pretty and you know as we all know like that's definitely not Misty's mo like we to even expect that she would do that it's just kind of like yeah no. Nah. Right. Right. And she and she, you know, she's that's that's like I, I think that's actually pretty accurate because like, you know, life for police is like police forever. Like it's like right. they can't just like sit home and watch cable TV like that's death, essentially. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we I feel like we touched about it a bit in the first episode that we recorded. Um, just this whole idea of Misty being beset by her, uh, by her co-workers mm-hmm. and. And and like and and it it being extended, but but she's also she's not she's not just suffering it because she's tough. She's suffering it because she wants to be there, right? Deal with their bullshit, like just yeah. so that she can, she can have that role. But yeah, and like I mean, obviously we've said Simone Missick is is incredible, and I think the way that she she played the part definitely was really dope. She is she is the definition of determination. <laughs> like yeah. She's... Yeah. Yep. So um. I have, a, I have a I have a quote here I wrote down. Yeah, what, what you got? Um, family. All that means is low expectations, disappointment, and death. That's uh, true. That that was Mariah, right? Or, or wait, who said that? Yeah, I believe that was Mariah. I, th- I believe that was. That sounds like Mariah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. No, and like I, I I also I feel like that quote jumped out at me um, because. You know, part of my part of like the overall thesis I see in the second season is something sort of more more dark and despondent than the mm-hmm. first one, and it's yeah. like that's a good example of that <laughs> that outlook. Uh, it's a pretty pretty hardcore quote. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, speaking of Mariah, like let's let's get into that a little bit because Mariah okay. this <laughs> this season definitely took us on a journey. I mean, I think we referenced we referenced that last episode, but um, you know. I, I had written down that like that late one of her um I guess advisors that she was working with basically advised her to reconnect with her daughter Tilda because it would be a good look for her um from a business perspective as right. far as influence. Um and that's where we really I mean that's a major arc of the season is the her relationship with Tilda and I think in it we really see just how deep she can go as far as her manipulation of people. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that uh, regardless of if it's her child or not, like it, it, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it was kind of scary because it's like as you're watching it, you're just I'm like, oh, you know, I think she really does care about her. But um, it definitely takes a turn later on. But we'll we'll, we'll get get into that, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, later. I mean, I feel like a, a lot of it also harkens back to Mariah's childhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, that's like highly present. I was almost surprised there wasn't an actual flashback in this season. I don't think I was almost surprised about that. I'm like, wow, like the connection to it is so palpable. You mean a flashback um, um, with Tilda or no, or with Mariah and her mom? There was mm. a small one. There, there was, was there? later on, later on, later um, on. There's a flashback. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I think it's like episode nine or ten, maybe. It's a later okay. episode. <laughs> yeah, because I mean the, the parallels are. Are, uh, are 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 all over the place. Um, right. Also, like Tilda, I mean, uh, Tilda, I think is is another light in this season. And all I could, but all I could think about was Nighthawk watching Tilda. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I could think about. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> uh, what, what <laughs> yeah, I don't want. I don't want to tear open that wound. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, no, please don't. Yeah. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> So there was, um, as far as Mariah, I mean, the whole Mariah, Shades, um, Tilda. I mean, there's uh, instant uh, tension with Tilda and Shades, obviously. I, I think Tilda has a general level of tension with Mariah's world in general and the Stokes world. But um, yeah. she is she is not feeling Shades. And Shades not feeling her as well, you know? Because mm-hmm. that's like taking his place, his yep. spot. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like he's, you know, he's, he's, uh, his character has always been um, very aware of the power dynamic and where he fits in that power dynamic. So, right. But, you know, Shades has a general dis- distrust for anyone with the exception of Comanche and Mariah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I-, I think that that vibe is just pretty much thrown across for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that Tilda sure. ends up being the, the closest. Uh, to to Mariah than anyone else in the in the show at this point. Yeah, I mean, and I have a general I have a general tension with anybody pretending to be Latino. Um, <laughs> we, so like we, we, we confirmed have, that, right? That's a confirmed fact. He is not Latino. He is. Well, wait, well, what is he? He's Italian and a bunch of other shit, but none of that. He's not. He's Latino. definitely not Puerto Rican. But let's not go there. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's okay. not go there. But, you know, speaking of Latinos, I'm going to just go right to it. You know, Arturo is, um, you know, and I knew this was going to happen to him. I I knew that 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 I mean, you know, you don't uh, get into that situation and be the king of furniture and you don't mean your timely demise. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the way it is. That's how that's how life is in Washington Heights. Um, But I will say that I think I was very surprised in in how how it happened. I think that. Shades uh, level. Uh, I think his tolerance for disrespect when it comes to Mariah is so it's it's so low. His tolerance is so low that he's right. gonna put a cap in really really simple really quickly. So I, I was very I was kind of taken aback by by the quickness of that. How that well, I mean, just a, a slight, you know, we're gonna talk about it in the episodes to come. But I mean, the man said he would burn in hell for it. You know, so uh, I mean, you know, he's he's willing to do uh, uh, go above and do anything and everything for that woman. And our, our, Arturo was was putting down some some hardcore uh, just just just, just hardcore Venom. hardcore racism and, too as well. Venom, and just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was poking. I'm not saying him. he didn't deserve it. I'm just saying that it's not a surprise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can only have only like really one fake Latino in the show, so. <laughs> Oh no, Arturo's not fake too, is he? No, he's not. No, 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 he's real. I, but I'm just saying. Real. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's why the audience is so nervous around him, though. He's just like, <laughs> no, I can't stand next to him. Wait, wait, wait. They're gonna figure this out. They're gonna oh, figure yeah. this out. <laughs> you make my lie a bigger lie. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Arturo. He doesn't. He doesn't stick around too long in the in the plot line, um, which. Again, I think we mentioned that last episode, that, but that preempts what I think is my 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 favorite line in the series in the season, or the funniest line in the season. Comanche. Uh, was that this episode when that that line was? <laughs> the line you're talking about. The, the Comanche line, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> oh yes. That's yeah. not. That's not two. Man, like we did our homework for this episode. I know, we are I know. just. 
We got like tons scholars. of notes. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Uh, um, well, either, well, either way, like Comanche, I mean, that's a whole other angle that definitely was um, was visited in this episode was the tension. You know, another layer of tension is the tension with uh, Comanche's disapproval of Shade's um, relationship to Mariah, you know. Right. And, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, I don't know. Like, like, like well, any thoughts on Comanche and his uh, his role this season? I love Comanche this season. Yeah, yeah. I, well, so, and I'm gonna keep it brief. Like, it's just weird because I've seen him in other, other like roles, TV roles, and it's just like very weird seeing him in, in this one because of how he's played in other ones. He's been like this boy toy in other um, <clears throat> series, and then the fact that he's like a former football player and stuff like that too. So, I'm just kind of like, wow, like this is his new life now. So, it, I mean. I guess it's like growing on me him as as an actor. And I think you know he he pulled off the Comanche role, so yeah. Man, so uh, so yeah, so where does it go from there? Um, I had Luke Luke messes up cockroach, but that was towards the end of the episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, but before we before we go there, let's just talk about his little run with the Harlem Jets. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, actually, that's the beginning of this episode, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right in the beginning of the episode. You know, him throwing tires like it's nothing. Um, I found that to be very interesting. I think it goes back to that whole sponsorship thing mm-hmm. we talked about in, the, in, the, in our last chat. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was a very creative way to sort of um, try to get money. Um, and, I, and I love that 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 Bobby Fish was is his manager. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that, that, right. that that's basically the smart the smartest thing he could have done. Yep. Um, but I found that very interesting as well. So I think I, Jamil Hill being there in, in the media and the media exposure was great. Uh, do, do you think that that entire scene and, and, and procession is sort of it sort of wants to say something about black exceptionalism when it comes to sports? Like because like there's this thing about Luke Cage being uh, like iconic within his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to try to like do something financially productive with that awareness, but it's all, but it's like, it's, it's played to an absurd extent because he has superpowers. So he can like, you know, do all this like ridiculous shit, but I don't know. Like I, I, I got like a weird feel off that whole vibe. And in general, the entire um, kind of subplot uh, that comes back and forth in season two in season two about Luke Cage, not having any money and this sort of like being another aspect to it and almost like possibly a denigration Nowhere near comparable to like what happens later on in the season, but a sort of hint at that, this idea of like making a spectacle of himself uh, and like kind of like just doing that so directly to be rewarded financially. So I, I have a thought yeah. on that. Oh, go mm-hmm. ahead, Grace. No, no, go ahead. I, I can wait. Oh, no, I, I was going to say uh, like, like, yeah, I had a, definitely a thought on that. I think one uh, kind of overall theme that I, I saw throughout this season was just a real investigation of um, a black superhero, particularly a black superhero whose identity is open, you know, right. within this community. And, like, what would that look like? And, like, what would the pressures be like? And Because if you notice, like, I, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of things that I would say you kind of don't really see in other superhero stories as far as, like, the community and the constant, like, pressures on him and and i feel like there is this awareness that the asks and maybe even the um the lens that he gets put under is is relative is different you know what i mean like uh specific to his blackness and um so yeah i mean i think there's even if it's not intentional i think some of those things that you were you were pointing out are, are inherent to to what's going on because like he is broke, and and the idea is like, and you know, like like Claire and and Bobby and all these people are like, yo, you don't have to be broke, you know. And I think he's wrestling at the beginning of the season, um, with, with like, well, is that the right thing to do to be a hero for hire? Right. Um. No, I just was also just gonna add to that. Like, I think it continues with the whole, you know, hero for hire app that is out there. So, like, this whole voyeuristic thing that, yeah, yeah. you know, for everybody's kind of, like, watching him, looking for him, following him. And then we get this, like, first live media exposure to where he's, like, trying to, you know, it's like he's in control of that. Like, Is he's it, not really in control of the app. 
is he, is he, he in control of it. Yeah, like I think that was like I was trying to wrestle with that. I was like, is like he must be because he went there like on purpose because he's like everybody's right. gonna see me. I'm gonna go do this crazy shit. I'm gonna throw tires around. Like it must be, but like. I don't know. I, I still there was something about it that I was like, he's totally in over his head. Like he doesn't he doesn't oh, yeah. know like what this is going to become or turn yeah, into or what yeah. the, what well, the me- mean, media coverage really means. Right. And I, and I think, again, we spoke about that, about the social media aspect and about how, you know, it plays on one end with this. But as you see toward episode the end of episode three, beginning of episode four. It doesn't necessarily always work out in his favor because there's always going mm-hmm. to be a camera on you. Right. So, yeah. um, so at one point he's like the this oh my god this greatest you know person with all these abilities and the next thing you know he's like whack now because he got knocked out. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and just to add to what you're saying, Tony, too, like the uh, you referenced like ESPN and the coverage, and I think that that's really deeply interwoven with the the whole social media because information moves so quickly today. And, yeah, very quickly. And yeah. I think that that. You know that, and they they do reference that later too, with like um, when he kind of has his fall from grace in the community's eyes. You know, it it is it's the camera being on and it's the immediacy with which it's shared that really facilitates that. Right, and I think the this media coverage also because of the specific like Usain Bolt reference that they say like, oh, he's faster than Usain. <laughs> yeah. You know, like right. I really yeah. kind of also think that's the beginning or, you know, I might be stretching it, but that kind of like could be the beginning of that egging on, yeah. you know, Bushmaster and all that and that whole, you know, situation that happens there. No, yeah, so, Usain uh, Bolt is like, is, is he's huge like to Jamaicans. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, that I, I really, I like that, that recurring joke. You know, when they would bring up that he said he's faster than yeah. Simbo. Bushmaster right. was not having that. No. <laughs> he was not. No. And Luke's always like, I never said that. Right. <laughs> said that. Right, right. So let's let's talk about the, the beat down that cockroach Ooh. got. Um, first of all, it's not like he didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, right. I think that he had it coming. We all saw in the beginning, sort of the, the beginning to middle of episode two, that he has been, you know, uh, beating his his wife or girlfriend. And um, she she she's right or die. She wasn't trying to, to, to snitch on him, but things are as they go. And he got one coming to him. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was too much? Only in the sense that uh, you know Luke's whole his, his whole shit could have gotten knocked off course, you know, if Cockroach died. I, I would say based on what Cockroach did, though. Yeah, like, I mean, no, I, like, don't you? I feel like it. The only reason it's not is that like something else took him over a bit in mm. that in that uh, that altercation. True. Like he, like in Luke Cage. If you notice the character in the show, like what he does is he does he does the dummy smacks. Like he just yeah. like flicks yeah, people. Yeah. He, knows, right, right. he knows how strong he is. And he controls and like, it. He, right. And like he did not control like he was losing control in that I, it's altercation isn't right. It's just a beat down. It wasn't yeah, a yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just that implies that it's two sided, yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. It was not. Um but I but like I mean, I think that just was was acutely abnormal for him because he normally doesn't do that but he went somewhere else but it makes me almost think he was intentional about that because of what you know the circumstance was Mm -hmm. so you know like with like you said with the dummy smacks it's because like you know these dudes like dumb stupid like you know whatever but like this is we talk about like abuse of of a woman and you know like who's like constantly this is this is happening over and over so part of me almost thinks like as much as it was reckless that there was some intention you know, with it too. Yeah. Well, I think I, I, I think also he was thinking of his mom. I, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. Mm. There was some thought about his the relationship with his mother and, and the fact that, you know, he's basically he as in cockroach is is doing this to the mother of his son, you know, and not realizing how that the effect of that is. And I think that's just all playing in Luke's mind and that that's part of the anger that he has within him. Right. Yeah, no, that's very true, and and that and anger. There's that word again. You know, that's a, mm-hmm. a definite theme throughout the season, that's explored. And Leo, I think in your interview with um, with Cheo, that was the thing you guys kind of spoke about too, right? Oh, did I did I interview Cheo? When did I? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I believe you. That did. was me. 
that was me. That was yeah. me, right? Yeah, that was you. That was you. <laughs> I mean, was that before? Was, was that before? You got a twin. <laughs> yeah. Was that before or after that little hip hop picture you took? That was that 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 photo was taken right after that interview. Yeah. yeah no. Uh, that was dope. We, I, I'm gonna, we got, we gonna talk about Cheo on, 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 a, on, on the Black Comics Chat proper episode. Okay, I don't, yeah, don't want to yeah. get, it, I don't want to get into all that. Okay. Here. Well, I was, I was just no, bringing up totally, that. You're totally right. You're totally yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Well, essentially, yeah. Apart from the the interview, though, he did bring up, or you know, there's just the idea of uh, Luke's anger and the fact that you know we're really delving more into who he is, um, right? This season and what makes him tick. Absolutely. So, yeah, but that was brutal. So I mean, that pretty much oh, that pretty much brings us yeah. to the end of episode two, right? Yep, it goes mm-hmm. right into right into episode three. That's right. Yeah, and I mean, we jump right into the aftermath, which is uh, you know, again brutal. I mean, <laughs> cockroach was lumped up for real. And, um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, what else can you say? He got he got stomped like yeah. a cockroach. I mean, it's just. That's the, the way it goes. So um, I, I think this is where we really, really see um, the antithesis of this man's anger. And I think that plays off for the the um, in, in Claire seeing what he did. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that the, the, the face that Claire has in right. seeing Luke like this is, is something that I think Luke probably carries him, carries with him throughout the, the entire season. Yes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's it's very interesting, you know, sort of the dichotomy between you know trying to be that hero, you know, and then trying to be this 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 other person, and and how Claire views him is very important. Absolutely, I mean, and also like you know, Claire has uh, a background with Daredevil, um, obviously, and like you know. That's also their anger is something that he uh, that Matt Murdock dealt with as well, and that she saw like the results of that. So I think there's also echoes of absolutely you know, these yeah. heroes that she's that she's caring for. This particular one she's caring for a little bit extra. Right. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah. but I want to I want to echo your point about the anger in Daredevil and thinking about what happened in the Defenders and where Daredevil currently where everybody thinks he is right now. Um, I think that she sees that anger and where it could lead Luke, mm-hmm. you know, just, just as dead as, as Matt. And I don't, and I, and I think that obviously scares her. Yeah. That's the risk. That's a really good point. Yeah. And this, uh, well, we'll get to that later, but they, you know, it's, it's a thing that, um, that comes up and it seems like they somewhat deal with it, but it, they're not able to really get past it. But uh, yeah, then we we swung we swung back to Misty, right? Like Misty is uh, still doing her police work, and and Nandi, who uh, I don't know if we spoke about Nandi before, but she's basically like she goes back with Misty. They uh, they came up together and played basketball, won the same basketball team, and there's a there's what seems to be kind of a frenemy, like a friendly rivalry. But you know, you you start to see there's a little bit of bite to to Nandi's mm-hmm. uh, you know shots. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't call them frenemies, man. They yeah, just yeah, don't uh, yeah, like I each other. Yeah, they're right. straight up enemies. Yeah, you're right. They have moments. Oh. They have moments when they're like, "Okay, you are right." Not even I like you. You are right for right now, and then it's it's after that, it's yes, it's over. That's a good point because yeah. it's like I would say there's like maybe a, a scene the fir- the first scene it kind of seems like frenemy, and then it that's quickly done away with immediately, and they're they're just enemies after that. And and that's also measured by Nandi's partner, who does have a good relationship with Misty. Yes, yeah. And you know, right. kind of like mediates a little bit. But I mean, in the in the end, and I don't really blame him. Like he sides with Nandi like almost always because that's his partner. That's his partner. His partner. Yeah. 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 He's got to. <clears throat> yep. Um, and, uh, I'm sorry. We di- we didn't talk just to like reintroduce Bushmaster. Mm-hmm. Do we do we see the restaurant in episode two or not yet? I think we see the restaurant in episode three. Three, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't recall three. it being in three or four. Yeah. I think we, we see it's three. It's three because I had in my notes that in episode three, um, that was where Luke has his first run-in with a uh, old man Jamaican Shade, and uh, and that was that was definitely in the restaurant. So I think I think it's it's introduced early in the episode and then later. Um, oh my god! Can we talk about that scene? Because that is hilarious. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> so, that was so good. So yeah, so Luke Luke is looking for information. It's at the point where where he basically had trailed trailed. Uh, I think one of 
Bushmasters boys to to Brooklyn. Monkeys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he comes into to Gwen's. Gwen's is the name of the restaurant, right? And, right, um, right. And uh, yeah, yeah. So so the the old men are are in there. They're playing dominoes as as Jamaican men are wont to do. And um, yeah, Luke Luke comes in. You know, he, he speaks to the the waitress. And one thing I like about the season too, not to sidetrack. I don't I don't think that uh, Ingrid. I don't think that Ingrid uh, made a coffee reference to Luke. But there's a lot of uh, there's also a recurring theme this season where like Luke will interact with women, and they'll bring up coffee in one way or another. And he he just kind of has this like this smile. He's like, no, thank you. Like yeah. <laughs> They, they no, doesn't she bring up a coffee reference? She does. She oh does. yeah, you're right. Yeah, she does. She does. I remember yeah. that specifically. Yeah. Me okay. too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah. So Luke. So Luke. Uh, Luke goes up. To she. Um. You know, she's all like very cordial and friendly. You know, uh, up until Luke mentions the stylers. You know. Right. And then, um, then she gets very serious, and she's like, uh, "You better ask them." You know, and she sends her sends him over to, to the men. And Luke is is just doing this whole Luke Cage thing, and he's being polite and asking asking them questions, and they just are not paying him any They're mind. Just snapping on him, they just yeah. snapping on him without even looking at him. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Game, and they're just talking shit to him without looking at his face. Yeah, and you almost and he, you almost wonder if they don't know who he is, but then he says, "You know who I am," and they're like, "Yeah, I know who you are." Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, we don't care. <laughs> ex- no, it's hilarious because, like, I, I feel like that's not a response he's gotten from a room until this episode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, because yeah. people either fear and hate him or right. love him or know him. And it's like, these dudes are just like, yeah, you know. Yeah. You, say, you said you were faster than you were saying, right? That was, that's, you're, you're that <laughs> dude, right? I never said that. Yeah. And also, also yeah. Luke is, is very, he's very familiar with navigating American, the American black community. You know what I mean? But I think that mm-hmm. there's, this is like uh, a big part of the the cultural clash that he comes upon, you know. Right. Throughout That's a good point. Season. That's a good point. Yeah, so, he's I mean, in foreign territory. <laughs> I, I could have told him it would have went that way, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that also that this is also uh, the episode where Shades meets Bushmaster for the first time too, mm. um, which I think is a is a great sort of meet up between these these two these two villains um and you know we, i think a lot of times you get the feeling with shades that maybe he just bit off a little bit more than he yeah. can chew but somehow uh-huh. he ends up being okay yeah you know so it's just i find that to be very because I, I really thought that bushmaster was just gonna like punch his head off or something but <laughs> yeah um yeah and also in this episode um earlier in the episode you know i think this is where even though you had briefly seen Bushmaster and his his partner in crime, um, Sheldon, you know, talking about their plans, this is where they get a little more specific about it. And he specifically mentions Mariah, you know, and and just basically his his plans for her. Like, you know, we don't realize we don't get quite how deep it runs at this point, but we do. And this is and I think in this episode he also makes a point of saying Mariah Stokes as opposed to Yeah. Joe, yes. You know. Yes. Yes, and I also I I, I want to we haven't really talked about Bushmaster's power at all. Oh yeah. Um, I know that in episode two we didn't really talk about how he did visit Tilda to get some nightshade. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his powers kind of I didn't understand them at first. I, they kind of freaked me out. Like, what, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought that the, the how his sort of power begins to sort of be cultivated and explained later on is is very interesting. I didn't know if anyone had any opinions about that. <laughs> I, look, I, I, I think they they use they use the concept pretty well in the season, and I like that. Um, and they'll, they obviously they'll get more into this later, but I like the idea that there are like positives and negatives to using this substance, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this idea that like the substance agrees with him for semi mysterious reasons, or but semi biological reasons, like he is just a Jamaican man who can take it. And be and like function and be okay, and not everybody can do that. Um, but uh, but I don't know that it, I also kind of find it a little bit corny. I don't know, like a made up plant that like you well, can get literally like at the herb shop. Like, well, if you well, anybody one, can grab it. One, one thing that was briefly referenced, um, Tilda said it very quickly, but when when he was asking about the nightshade, she referenced that, um, it's the that and the other particular ingredients that he was looking for. Are used for obia, but um, that particular plant isn't real. 
Like right. there's no there's no magical nightshade plant. There's not even a nightshade. Right, I mean, right, nightshade right, right. is a is a like kind of really. Plant, but yeah, there's know. no such thing as nightshade. Is there? Like tomato <laughs> tomatoes are nightshade or nightshade uh, plants. It's okay. a ty- It's like there's things that are nightshade, and right. they usually do have some kind of like poisonous aspect. Often, mm-hmm. oh man, are you gonna send me to Wikipedia on nightshade? Nightshade is not, there's no like there is you can't go by nightshade. Right, right. Well, look, my my point though is is I think there was also um, the underlying theme of because there were ingredients like you know what I mean right. like like yes. he was he wasn't just using nightshade. It was almost like nightshade was the key ingredient. True, you know? it was a uh, like. Uh, yeah, like uh, like uh, just uh, the combination of all of them is what produced this specific effect. Right, right. Yeah, but yeah, um, but yeah, Tony is right. Like it is, it is kind of freaky when you see him first take those shots, you know. Uh, and it's interesting because on the surface it seems similar to Luke in that like he takes shots, um, and you know survives it. But like it's unlike right. Luke, like the bullets go into him, but it's mm-hmm. almost like you know, they don't like fully penetrate him either. And so there's something more brutal about it, you know, about him getting shot and taking those hits. Cause you could tell it's hurting him yes, in a, in a yes. way that it doesn't to Luke, but he's just got, it's almost like he's driven by the fire of his convictions. Yeah. When, when mm. Luke, when Luke gets hurt, it's special. When Bushmaster gets hurt, that's just part of what he does. Like is get hurt. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> no, okay. I, no, I, I, th- I think it's interesting. I also like, Overall, I do think thematically this idea that Bushmaster like consumes an, like elements of his homeland mm-hmm. for his yeah. strength are really interesting and 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 kind of like a like a like a like a, a thing that makes poetic sense. Yeah, in the context yeah. of the character, and also creates a conflict for a challenge for him too in that it's not as readily available. Right, no, because they because they never heard of eBay. <laughs> no, you can only get the plant from this one store in Crown Heights. That's it. That's the only place. So, um, also in this episode, this is where Claire and Pastor Luke Lucas mm. um, ah. kind of meet up for the first time. Any any thoughts on that? That that was interesting because, you know, I went back and forth in my head. Uh, I mean, I'm on. Claire's side because I think she had a lot of in the in the overall as far as like um what she was trying to help Luke see that being said I was like yo that's that's kind of overstepping a little bit you know what I mean like yeah I thought thought so too Mm -hmm. I thought so too yeah 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 I mean if I'm if I'm dating you don't don't be talking to my folks right especially if I don't like that mug you know what I mean like you know that I don't get I don't get along with them and you talking to my dad what Uh, yeah no that yeah that's 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 an overstep yeah that's that's definitely and she and she acknowledged later on that part of why she was driving him so hard to reconcile with his his dad was that she had not had the opportunity to do that with her dad and she would have given anything for that. So it's kind of like she's placing her, you know, her, her grief and her situation on Luke, which, which isn't necessarily fair, you know, even though usually Claire is on point and I think, you know, is, is 90, 90% of the time is on the right side of things. But I think, I think that, that was a little bit of an overstep. And speaking about overstepping, how is it that Cockroach still manages to pop shit to Misty after he's all messed? Like, really? He don't stop. <laughs> that's don't but stop. that's, that's but, him. But that's what cockroaches do, you know, yeah. just in life. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. They just kind of like present themselves because it's like I'm I'm here. Like, what what you gonna do? Like, this is this is what I live for, you know. So, <laughs> like he embodies what cockroaches are. Like he really does. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, and then also Tilda visits Mariah, uh, which I I found to be very interesting. Obviously we knew this was probably going to happen. Um, but, uh, we get a little bit more sort of a feel for their, um, for how they play off each other. Um, and I, I really believe that uh, I think Tilda is a very special character in, in, in this entire series. So I really loved, uh, watching, watching her. Yeah. She, for for me, you know, and as we get to the you know episodes later, like I'm on like I'm on Team Tilda mm-hmm. in the beginning. <laughs> yep. uh, okay. I'm all I'm all there, but then there there is a departure that <laughs> does that does come, you know. But um, like I, I, I 
Yeah. yeah. I, I feel her though, you know, as far as kind of like her hesitation with everything, her yeah. just kind of like, you know, um, you left me type thing. It's kind of like, you know, there's there's a, a divide. There's yeah, you know, yeah. between her and Mariah. So which is totally understandable. So I like, con- I constantly try to figure out if Mariah is just a hundred percent manipulating her. Or like there's a bit of actual love in there. Yeah, like little... I think we get that answer, but I, I totally yeah, believe we get that, that answer. Yeah, yeah, I totally like... believe she's manipulating her. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, like... we'll, we'll we'll get to that, but I, I I I think you know, going with what Leo is saying, even when we do get the answer, is it is it her putting up a wall or is it? A hundred percent. No, it's really. I, can't I mean, wait to talk about that. No, no, I know. Oh my and, god, yeah. And that 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 makes like her like just like watching like where her character goes and stuff in many ways like quite satisfying because yeah. like I set myself up like I started off being like oh wait no like because the thing is that we've seen the archetype um, of like this sort of. Um, cold criminal who mm-hmm. also like has love for their family or for their friend or whatever. Right. But I, Mariah tests it. <laughs> She's always tested <laughs> me. Like I start watching her and I'm like, Oh no, this is her. Son. No, that's not her soft spot. Nope. That's yeah. no, it's not, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, so yeah, we start, we see a bit of that in the, in the first like big, uh, big connection scene with Tilda. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question though. Like, what do we think? Do we think that there isn't a part of her that's, just that cold and shut off or is that a defense mechanism because i see a certain amount of defense mechanism at certain points at first i thought it was defense mechanism but like simply the fact that if you hate mom mabel so much Mm. like i'm not having her picture up nowhere like we we're not even gonna have any type of remembrance so like part of me feels like like you, you know that you're like connected and, and you're gonna always be connected to her. Mm-hmm. And you know, as much as you try to fight not being like her, you are. Right. And it's almost kind of like just like just own up to that, you yeah. know. Because um, like I said, if you if there was like this total disdain, you don't want to be like her. You keep, <laughs> but you keep coming back to her in this picture. You keep coming like I'm not you. I'm not you. Like if I'm done with you, we done. Like I, I don't need to keep reminding myself. That, you know, I don't want to be like you. So a part of me almost feels like maybe she, you know, she's like slowly embracing it or, you know, kind of like coming to grips. Like, maybe I am like, this is who I am. Oh, yeah. So. yeah definitely. I, I, just, I just had I just had a totally random thought. Um, sure. Luke Cage beating the shit out of Cockroach is an echo to Mariah killing Cottonmouth. Hmm. It was a situation where they both sort of went somewhere emotional, like inside themselves, and right. and overdid it. Um, but what's worse is that that was family for Mariah, like true Luke and Cockroach. They ain't they ain't got nothing. Like true, true. And I think that that's why that's why Mariah reacted in the way she did because he, he like uh, Cottonmouth literally picked at the one oh, yeah. wound, oh, the yeah. deepest oh, wound. Yeah. Oh yeah, like oh, yeah. oh my god, like. Oof. Yeah, yeah. He he kind of he kinda, uh, when when he crossed that line, I was like, oh, it's not going to be good. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you have you have in your notes here, Luke. Luke gets knocked out this episode. Yeah, at the end, at the end of this mm-hmm. episode, it's like the, that's the capper. Yeah, that's yes. the capper. And, well, yeah. that that's a capper. But I I think before we talk about that, I think the the argument mm-hmm. that, that he had Claire. with Claire. What to me was just like I think I was still reeling from that argument. Yeah, yeah. And then he just gets, and then he gets knocked out. But, but, and that's <laughs> you know a, that's I mean? a really, and you know what? That's a, for anybody who's been a been a young man or or woman, and you've been twenty something, and and you get into that terrible argument, you have that walk home. It's like, yeah, you are kind of like in another world, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and he had he had that. Uh, yeah, they well, let, let's get into that just a, just briefly, like that that argument. It's. That I'm gonna tell you that that argument, that that was that was real for me. Yeah, it was real for me on a lot of levels. You know, thinking about you know when I was younger and not being able to control whatever anger I had, and you just punch a wall. You know, that's just the way I think guys express their anger. Of course, him punching a wall is him punching a wall into the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I think it her reaction, you know, was so genuine and authentic yeah. and when yeah. she starts talking about her afro-cuban you know family that that did it for me dog mm. i was just like wow yeah you know what i mean and that's why i was still reeling 
from yeah. that. So no, it, was, that, it was powerful. That was big. And like, and also, you know, it, it played into Claire's uh, sort of shock and awe to what Luke does to Cockroach. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah. wait, yes. so like, is this you? Like, because I've just yeah. been spending this whole day, like, thinking to myself, no, that was just an isolated incident. Yeah. And it's totally re- that's a totally re- reasonable reaction on her part. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was really that was like that was like one of the big act moments of the season. And I also I also want to point out I think this is this is a point of realization that you know people have to understand when we talk about oh but he's a good guy you know or mm. you know all you know how we talk about like oh I, I'm a guy I'm a good guy you know I would never do that but it's that that level of anger that sometimes separates a, a, a quote unquote good guy to someone else. Because if you're such a good guy, why do you lose your anger like that and scare the person you're supposed to love? Mm. So it's just, yeah. it's very, it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, and also just this, uh, as far as Luke ex- wrestling with his anger and and who he is, who he's going to be. You know, he, there's a consequence. There's a heavy consequence to him scaring Claire in this way, and that's that she decides that she needs some time to to figure stuff out and she needs to step away from him um which is pretty much the rest of the season you know and um you know that that really leaves luke alone to wrestle with his anger with his his place and everything and um you know needless to say when he walks away from this argument he's walking home um he does he not got see... no home yeah that's right he got no home that's right yeah he got debuted it's crazy. That's yeah. right. He left. He left homeless, broken up, <laughs> hurt, uh, and then he got his ass whooped. He yeah. got knocked up. He got debo'd. <laughs> he definitely. So this goes into episode four, and I'm gonna tell you, it's really cold that DW taped this entire. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, it's cold that he put it out too. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, even Man, taping no, it. No shame about it either. Not. He's no. like, I gotta earn a living. I gotta make yeah. money. Like, sorry. <laughs> and I'm, I'm also laughing because I didn't. I was not expecting Bushmaster to have that type of style. I thought I was watching that that Capoeira ca- mm-hmm. character from Street Fighter. Right. I was just like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. this dude, he's like really tall. Yeah. He's, you know, got a kind of like slim, you know, athletic, you know, uh, nature, you know, stature to him. So it was just so like. Great, not graceful, but it was just like smooth. It like, was I mean, though. It was, yeah, yeah. It was just like unlike Luke, who was just like rough. You know, you got Bushmaster, who's kind of like got he brings style to his fighting. You know. Yeah. Oh, well, I, but I want to say, I want to say, like, it, obviously, we'll continually get into it. But one thing that I, I really enjoyed this season is it wasn't like maybe in other superhero stories where it's like, yo, this character is is super strong, and the hero has to find some. I don't know, hidden weakness at the last moment. It's like Luke, Luke, you know, initially you're like, oh man, Luke can't mess with this dude. But like once Luke fights him on fair ground, right? Like, he, he can hold his own. And it's like, they're just basically two Titans that are like going toe to toe throughout the season, you know? And it's, it swings a different way each time. And I feel like Bushmaster gave him the whooping that Cottonmouth was always always wanted to. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. And, I, and and I, and I feel that that was just that was a whooping that was like one season in the waiting. You know what I mean? So it was just very. I was shocked. I was like, oh my god, I didn't think that Bushmaster could do that. Yeah. I mean, it's like I kind of figured like he's got to get whooped somehow, somewhere here. <laughs> somehow, like, you know, right, like right. like this is just not going to be him just getting through you know i mean so so the bullet doesn't penetrate but something about to penetrate you know so uh yeah i figured if anybody's gonna do it it's gonna be bushmaster so and concussed him too and like i said he got no love (laughs) from espn from the media (laughs) they're selling his joint on 125th street it's crazy yeah they dipped on him like for real I mean, even the police, like, they up in there watching it and just, like, getting a kick out Laugh of it. Like, at him. Oh, that was crazy. Misty was wasn't crazy. having that. She was no. not. No, no, she wasn't. <laughs> See, this, this is why I feel like this season is really about breaking Luke down. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, this mm-hmm. is, like, this is the lowest the character has ever been. I mean, like, I would almost say this is lower than when he got practically killed. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this is lower than that. Um, they, they took apart everything about him, including 
his including the the you know the 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 the, Im- the image the entire persona that's like one of his most precious assets they took that apart too I mean, it's like mental, physical, it's everything for yeah. him that's like just being torn apart. Yeah. And I think also, you know, to to piggyback on what, what Leo said, fish leaves too. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, yeah. I, I know that yeah. his whole, I think his, his daughter was doing something, but fish leaves too. And I, I was just like, oh man, like, like excuse me, nobody. Like, you doing what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you got tapings of This Is Us, but seriously? Yeah. 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 That was a mess. That was a mess. As we I all mean, yeah, like, yeah. You know, and, and also, like, I mean, and again, like, it, this is reminding me of, like, the stuff I was saying about, about, about Luke throwing tires. But don't you also think that there's something here about, like, the public joy and relish of mm. the media delighting in the fall of a black celebrity? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we, we good for absolutely. We're good for that. Like, when you're high, we up there with you. But the moment you come down, we're we, we going to be right down there. And, then, you know. <laughs> But not in a good way. We ain't about to be supporting you. It's about to be like, dang man, that's just messed up. Like mm-hmm. you, like you, you can't get it together. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No, and like, and and also, you know, there's this, there's there. He has a, I don't. This is maybe a reach, but like he, there's there's some aspect to Luke that is sort of perfect, in that he's very nice and sweet and gentle and a good dude and also super strong and no one can kick his ass. And then it's like now you start to like tap away at that armor in the right spot mm. and you see what's left. And I feel like that energy like goes through the rest of the season. Like him trying to like not just like recuperate but like figure out yeah where he's getting back to. And yeah. I actually appreciated this fight scene a lot more than um what's to do from season one. Oh Diamondback. That- down, yeah, oh, like yes. that. That one, I was just kind of like, uh. But like this between and like the ongoing battle between him and yes. Bushmaster, yeah. I'm just like, yes, this this right here, I can work with this all season long. Like yep. this is this is what, and maybe because they're, I mean, I guess him and Diamondback are you know kind of similar, but him and Bushmaster really are like you know as we we learn like one and the same in in many ways. So. And then we what well, we also see Tilda meets meets Luke in this episode as well. I think she was the one that basically was like, "You're concussed," um, and and does does help him out a bit. So it was it was interesting to see Luke in this type of situation where he can't even look at light directly, you know, without squinting, um, but somehow ends up in in her shop. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on that? He just it's random. No, he he was. I think he was on the look. I forget what exactly set him there, but didn't he have? He had a reason for being there. I thought so because he was still investigating stuff. I thought he did. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a meat cute, was it? Was it? No, no, no. It, it, it wasn't. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, yeah. No. If I if I remember yeah. correctly, he it had I, something to do with he drops either Bushmaster drops something. Yes, like the bag. That's what it. Is. That's what it is. Because because you know what he says. He says that he asked her specifically, "Did you sell something to a, a large Jamaican man?" And right, she, and, and then she, she plays lies, it off yeah. and says, "That's like most of my customers." Right. Yeah. 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 See, we did watch the show. We remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <You> got it. <laughs> okay, so uh, there seems to be trouble in pro in, in in the bromance world of Comanche and Shades yeah. at this point. So yeah, uh, you know, C- Comanche is very uh, <laughs> persistent in in his uh, in the way he talks about uh, Mariah, and uh, and you could tell that it gets to Shades, but mm-hmm. you know, Shades has real love for Comanche, so I think that he's able to push it back. But you know, at this point. You can tell that everything's not okay. Yeah. Right. And and, yeah, and, and Comanche mm-hmm. is the last remnant of the old neighborhood, right? Right. Like, yeah. They're mm-hmm. all each other has. Yeah. Um, in terms of that. So I feel like, you know, like aside from like, you know, other developments, like Comanche just can get away with more. Yes. Shades. Yes. Apart from shades, uh Comanche is also not afraid to step to Mariah, you know, on multiple right. right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause that balls and dice reference. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was done. I was so done. Uh, I was like, you know what? Y'all, no pun intended. I mean, dude is ballsy. Like, I mean, yeah. it's, I'm like, I can't even be mad because, like, everybody else is, like, scared of her or won't say anything or, like, 
be like, well, let me close my mouth. Let me walk away. And he's like, no, nah, let me go ahead. And I'm going to push this as yeah. far as I can push it. Yep. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> but I think well, I think also in this episode, we really see where Comanche's coming from. He is the person feeding information to, mm-hmm. to the police. Yep. Right. So, right. Um, which was a, a very interesting plot twist. Yeah. I did. I definitely didn't expect that. Like that, that threw me for a loop there for a quick sec. Yeah, he yeah, Comanche is, is really interesting. I mean, we we saw him in glimpses in the first season, but I think we really, um, really get into him this season. And, uh, Absolutely, yeah, and and that goes back to again what we talked about in our first chat is that there's such a deep development in all the characters surrounding Luke. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just you know we're going into Luke, we're going into Mariah, we're going into Comanche, Shades. You know, even cockroach. You know, a little bit. So I, I think it's just a, a very well done um, series, mm-hmm. at least up until this point. Yeah. And like the the character development, it just I feel like it's like constantly building. We're we're constantly getting it. Like there's no time where you're like, well, I wonder who this guy is, or I, I want to know more. It's like the moment I'm like want to know more, then they give me more about, you know, all these characters and they, they balance it out very well throughout the series. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, one, one thing that we, uh, I think we skipped, um, but it's just relevant. I think as far as Mariah's development and, you know, where she's at at this point, um, I think in the previous episode, that was where they really put their plan into motion to blackmail. Um, what's the dude who ran, who runs the, uh, plastics company? Mark, right? Yeah. The, so you're yeah. talking about the Atreus? Yeah, Atreus. Yeah. Atreus. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, essentially, like we we referenced last episode that um um Piranha, you know, has some inside information on um a way that Mariah and Shades can go legit business wise through nefarious means. You know what I mean by blackmailing um the head of Atreus Plastics, and uh, she successfully does it. She successfully gets him to um basically um you know, turn over his, his, his company to her. And, uh, you know, so she's basically sitting on like a ton of money at this point, you know, but like her, her, her plan hasn't totally lined up, but, um, you know, she's feeling like a, like, like a shot caller. Definitely. Yes. This is with the, uh, the Billy holiday sister, uh, not Billy holiday. What did Billy. Call? Yeah. yeah. Well, she called her, yeah, Billy. She, but her name was something else. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. Stephanie, Stephanie. There we go. Yeah. And we, we find out, I think, in this episode or the previous episode that Stephanie is secretly also a double agent for um, right, for right, the stylers, right. for the Bushmasters crew. So there's there's information being fed from Mariah's camp um, in, in on two levels. And let's also go back into to Misty for a second. I think what we also kind of skipped in episode three was uh, her meeting up with Colleen. I believe that's her mm-hmm, name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, that bar fight. Oh, oh that was episode three. Yes. yes, yeah. That bar fight with one arm—that's crazy. Yeah. Well, that was like, where we really get the get the the daughters of the dragon for the first time. Yeah. Right. 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 Yep. That's right. That was that was a that was a. I could hear everybody squeeing like a second. <laughs> they, they all saw that. <laughs> did, you say, did you say squeeing? Squeeing. Squeeing. Yeah. squeeing. Yeah. squeeing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Squeeing. Okay. Like, <laughs> Queen's like, all right, all right. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll put out a glossary with this episode. Yes, please, please. Um, no, yeah, that was. Uh, the, you know, they they like tease slash revealed that moment prior to the show coming out, right? I feel they like did. I saw. Yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah, they like, did. I, they did. I saw an extended trailer, something like that. I was like kind of bummed about that. I feel like that would be a really cool surprise if you had no idea that was going to go down. But at the same time, it was it was so set up. It's like the girls at the bar, Misty in a mood. Like, yeah, yeah. You kind of you kind of felt it. You felt it. You felt ass what was coming on. Right. Oh, but oh I will yeah. Say this. I didn't see that that the, the the spoiler trailer that they had. Had to do with this, so you know there might be people who didn't see the trailer, might be still very surprised. At yeah, because you're right. The spoiler trailer, I feel like it dropped just last week, and we, I'm bear in mind, we saw it early, but like that, it dropped like later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, but man, like one one thing that was cool in that fight, um, it wasn't just like, hey, we showed up, some stuff went down, mm-hmm. and we got into a fight. It was like you know they had an ongoing philosophical debate going you know about um about misty's recovery about her 
her view of herself and, and her place and everything. And um, it's, it was really cool because, like, you know, this dude starts really doing classic toxic dude stuff with Misty. And she's not having it, you know. And then right. it does turn violent. And Colleen's like, you got this. I'm just going to, you know what I mean? Like, Colleen just, like, sits back and, and, and is like, let me see. Like, because she basically knows that her friend has it and has it in her. You know what I mean? But, like, she doesn't intervene. And it, it perfectly aligns with her side of the debate, you know. And then, like, later on, obviously, she does jump in. But um, it's not like she's jumping in to save her. It's like she's jumping in to have her back, essentially. Right. And I will say, the one, the one, I think the, the favorite part of that fight scene was when she's, like, punching people. She is in Misty. And that part where she threw a punch with her non-existent arm. Yeah, yeah. I felt like that was such a... Uh, we're just gonna. It just made it much so much more real because yeah. I think in a lot of times when you, you see a lot of fight choreography, it's oh of course you know all of a sudden this person's a master or whatever. Right. But to yeah. see that was just like wow she, this was just well well done. Which which sort of now brings us back to the blueprint that Misty gets on in episode four mm. for her arm. Um, clearly you can see that that is not Stark Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not Wakanda Tech either. Right. Nope. Uh, <laughs> but I think it was okay. It, w- it was okay. It was, you know, for uh, a little person we're not going to name. Or are we going to name? We're going to talk about yeah, it. Name. Name. <laughs> I mean, you know, just Daniel. Well. From Rand Industries, I believe that's what it's called. So it wasn't a bad looking arm. Yeah. Um, so I thought that that was very, very interesting. Yeah. And she does, uh, yeah. she does work with it. Yeah. I mean, for me, that was what I was, like, looking forward to, like, the moment, not that I'm, like, wishing for her arm to be, you know, blown off, but, you know, this is the moment where I'm like, okay, we get to see the bionic, like, the bionic arm, like, this is, it's happening, like, it's it's real, so, um, but yeah, it was, I was kind of like, but didn't it come from somewhere else, but I said, but you know what, we we ain't even going to. Go into little technicalities, yeah. you know. Yeah. We're, we're just gonna leave that be, and you know, she, she got the arm, so. Yeah. Well, and then you know, there's there's on a just purely you know business level, they have drawn a kind of distinction between the television world of Marvel and right, the, right, right. You know, I mean, it's connected, but they are not crossing over. Like, you're not gonna see Robert Downey Jr. in any of the Netflix no. shows. No, no. But what I did. I, I, I did read an article that they they really thought about using Luke Cage in Infinity War. Like that was their actual thought. Oh, really? Uh, yes. Um, I'll have to find the article, and I swear I'll send it to you. But um, I remember reading that because it was a, it was a thought of they wanted to show, you know, a different sort of a different way that the fighting was happening in New York mm. uh, with all the stuff going on. Um, that would have been so cool. I found that to be very, that would have been extremely cool, but of course they decided not to. Right. And, uh, yeah. So, but it was a thought from what I'm hearing. I was, I, was, I wanted to talk about my favorite music performance. One of my three yeah. in the entire season was, was that this is, this is episode four. Am I, am I right? Episode yeah. Four? Yeah. The thrill, the thrill is gone. Is that? About oh, yeah. 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 Yes. Boy, howdy. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> man! Did you know? Did you know who that kid was? I've seen him before in some things, but you know, it was just kind of like glimpses of stuff. So, like to see him in this like long stretch of you know this musical selection, I was like, oh, this was great. This was this was heaven right here. I had like I had to look up that kid. I talked to Cheo about this like later because I was like I'd never heard of him. Do you guys know who know who he is? Know who the performer is? The name right. has slipped me, but so his name is Christone Ingram. They call him Kingfish. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, and he's like eighteen right now, I think. Word? Are you uh, kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. He's crazy young, and he's like, I mean, he's like, people are calling him like the second coming of Jimmy, which I actually don't think is is an over is an overreaction to it. Like, wow. He's honestly, that good. And I went looking up a ton of videos of this dude. And there's like an extended like live version of the Thrill Is Gone that was like at some jazz festival that he played. Mm. That's like, I mean, like like the one the one in the show is great and it's very structured in a certain way, but like this shit is even more crazy. And that floored me. I watched that part like three times. That yeah. totally like like made my jaw drop. 
that makes me just think like what this dude is capable of. Like no. he's only eighteen. No, like oh. he's he's gonna be he's basically setting it to be one of the guitarist greats. Like Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like he's singular. He's singular in his talent. It's crazy. And oh he can gosh, sing too, and gosh. he's got he's, He's got. I mean, he sounds like a fifty-four-year-old bluesman. Yeah. Well, that that's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. He really does. But like beyond that, his guitar skills are like I mean unparalleled. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 Wow. I just wanted to make sure, like we mentioned, because we haven't talked a ton about music so far. Which and... we should, yeah, because the music throughout this season. I mean, yeah, one of my other favorites is is later in the season. I think episode twelve. But like, yeah, like there's. The, the music is on point, and they always find a way to thematically weave it in as well, too. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's I, don't, not I don't think we mentioned. Right. I don't think right. we mentioned like who, um, like the 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 fact that each episode is named after um, Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth. Uh, That's right. And C.L. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we ever mentioned it. Yeah. So. No, we we didn't. We and we should have. Um, yeah, I'm man. surprised. Shout out to Chael, yeah. man. Yeah, every article is going to mention that, and they're going to all feel so special that they <laughs> that they read that in the fucking press release. All right, I just like, remember, not... <laughs> I had those Shook albums. Part two. <laughs> Ghosts. <laughs> oh gosh. All right, I think we're done, Marcus. So uh, you want to lead us out? What are, What are we looking at for the next episode? Yeah, so next episode we're gonna be jumping into uh, episode five, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm looking forward to it. Actually, we're gonna do what five through five through eight. Five through eight. Yeah, I think five. Five through, through eight. eight yeah. Five through eight. Yep. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, people, join us back, man. It's it's been fun. We're we're enjoying these uh, these spoiler chats, and uh, yeah, we're we're gonna have it up soon. So make sure you do your homework. Watch at least episodes five through eight. So you can come back and listen with us, you know. Some some good bonding time, just good. Bonding absolutely, time. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. and if you if you like the what we're talking about, if you agree, just use the Black Comics Chat hashtag. Oh yeah. And uh, we might get back to you. We may not. I don't know. No, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you. Come on. We, 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 we. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tony, Tony, uh, power play. <laughs> I, 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 I like it. Tony's like, hey, man, you know, we'll see you what know. we could do. <laughs> we'll you no, but uh, yeah, definitely. You know, it's kind of interesting, man. We're so accustomed to speaking to everyone live. Um, so this, this, is, this is different, but it gives you guys some time to miss us and then come catch us on the live show. So, right. uh, we really checking our Twitter feed like, who's, who's, who's asking questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. It's cool, though. But yeah, y'all. So check us out soon. We'll be right back at you with with more Luke Cage action and uh, yeah, be cool. Good night, y'all. Peace, peace, peace. Black comics, Black chat. comics, chat. Black comics chat.